So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. This might make the the podcast, but did you hear? Did you hear what happened to Sean Avery recently? No. Just with him getting like let go of the Orlando Solar Bears. No, no, no. This yeah. is like last week. Um, oh. I don't. I didn't no. see this on Twitter at all, but I I got asked to write about it for Yahoo. So then I was like, oh, I didn't hear about this. Um, so basically, he made a fool of himself in a in a New York courtroom. Um, oh see. no! So basically, he. So do you remember, like, if you? would follow him on Instagram and he would be like about bike lanes like about bike lanes and stuff and yeah and yeah yeah so he filmed himself on Instagram ramming into someone's car or this is a separate yeah. incident that wasn't filmed or anything so okay, he's like yeah. he rammed a scooter he's not even on a bike it's a scooter um <laughs> into someone's car in New York and so he basically had to get into court he was charged with let me see here charged with a misdemeanor of criminal mischief and then Love that it. was that was in 2019 and it's just been dragging on because he's like I'm, i live in la and whatever so then he was on thursday on last thursday he was in um a new york courtroom and he said i'd just like to move forward by representing myself and he said that in front of his lawyer and then his lawyer was like well fuck you and then he just left um <laughs> and then the judge uh even like advised him against self-representation um yeah. but he just kept on going um he, he wanted a trial by jury and not a bench trial so he wanted like a full <laughs> jury to be brought in and like to decide on his sentence instead of the judge just being like hearing the evidence and whatever um oh my God. <laughs> he's already been offered plea deals that would just be like a $2,500 fine I think and then yeah but then it also like involved him pleading guilty and doing an anger management program for, I think, two months or something. Um, Incredible. And then he still didn't do that. Um, <laughs> you just you just kept on going about wanting to be on a trial. And jury trial, he's like, quote, jury trial, that's where we have, we're having a problem. I don't need to accept a bench trial, end quote. Uh, <laughs> after repeatedly mentioning that he's not entitled to a jury trial, the judge agreed to potentially delay the hearing. Uh, I think it was yeah. delayed... And then he said, Avery was like, I'm not available to Labor Day because um, I just can't get on the subway and be in the courthouse. And then the judge was like, no, it's May 23rd. If you're not here, we're going to have a warrant out for your arrest. Of course. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> they just started, then he starts waving his pen in front of the judge's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we'd like to bring up character witness, Martin Broder. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy's maybe just been like like the rest of us, just like crushing suits throughout the last uh, yeah. pandemic. He's like, oh, if Meghan Markle can do it, I can fucking do it. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I'd like That's to represent wild. myself. <laughs> yeah. Just like saying that as like your lawyer's prepared all this stuff and thinking it's going to yeah. be like five minutes. And your lawyer and like Carter, just, just opens his book. <laughs> yeah. And just like and slowly closes it back. Yeah. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but even if you do represent yourself, you still have to pay your lawyer, do you not? Yeah, 100%. Well, they showed up. Like, <laughs> what an yeah, idiot. The, law- 
the lawyer like spent time prepping work and right. like, he's like he's at least 10 hours deep if he's showing <laughs> up to a court at that day like it's <laughs> fucking stupid that is that is like a special kind of idiot yeah. i feel bad like uh, i don't know man it's like and this this is part of a, a larger conversation that i wanted to have with you guys today but you know we always talk about like you know the last like little while at least since that chris pronger twitter thread <laughs> about you know players you know how they manage their money and and stuff like that and you know po- power to that like listen if you can play the sport that you love and you can make a living and, and I mean like a, a good living, right? Like mm-hmm. beyond the yeah. means that your average person or, or people will have, then, then power to you. And I understand where he was trying to like kind of come from. And most people are just like, Hey, yeah. Like if you've net like even a couple million in your entire career, like you're fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, you know, and, and then of course it becomes this thing where it's like, we're seeing players more and more like have a life after after hockey, right? And because mm-hmm. of social media and a lot of that stuff, we're able to kind of like follow along like what they're doing, right? And so you've got Sean Avery, who's, you know, built up a little bit of a following for himself on Instagram and he's got a podcast. Uh, acting? That I saw, is, I saw um, him in Tenant. Yeah, he's an actor. Yeah, of course. How could we forget about Tenant? You've also got, you know, other guys who have been able to kind of cut their teeth and, in, in, you know, being a, a podcast person, you know, working for like a mainstream radio like Carlo Koliakovo or something. And then you've got guys kind of coming out of the woodwork. Like I was reading an article the other day, Peter Holland oh, is yeah. like a crypto guy now, right? Yeah. And so you've got these, these other guys who are making ends meet, you know, and he had it, you know, not a not a, a, a completely decorated, but former first round draft pick, like did okay for himself in the KHL and the NHL, whatever. And, you know, the thing that I'm worried about is all of these people, you know, despite the fact that they may have another stream of income coming through. Um, if you guys just like want to like um, cryogenically freeze me, like an Austin Powers, until this sports betting thing is over with, I'm so good with oh it. God. I don't need to talk to somebody at Tim Hortons about my parlay. I don't even know what that means. Can we not just watch the game? Like, I don't want to see, like, I got Ricky Bubbles and Julian. Uh, I'm, tra- I'm trying to listen to their Trailer Park Boys podcast for five minutes because it makes me laugh. And then I got them talking about, like, you know, bet 365 or, like, bet on GM. They're on like, they're I'm points bet. They represent... They're the main ad people on points, but like at the go train station, it's literally like sprawls of like walls of their faces for points. Yeah. Bet. Like yeah, the I'm day, the day it. that Ontario, like that law it. changed. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Especially like just it's, I was thinking about getting to, I was like, Oh, it'd be like a little cool way, but like, I'd also need to have money first and then whatever. <laughs> but uh, like, but then I feel like it would just be like a huge dark, like, I don't know. It would just, it's just weird to get into and like something that is just, I don't know. It's not it's like a, fun. It's a like, dark it's cloud something... over your life. Like, yeah, it's... exactly. Like yeah, you're just always it's... thinking about it. And next thing I know, I'm going to be like betting on like, like second division English cricket or something like, yeah, well, it's... that's the like, yeah, I, exactly. so the, the score when you sign. So I'm not a gambler like whatsoever. And like the, when the score sign, like, launch their betting thing they're like oh sign up you get a free um like you get 50 dollars worth of free bets and right. a free spit and chiclet shirt or or whatever so i just got Whoa. the hockey shirt for my dad um because he's got no teeth from hockey so he, he he'll think it's just a no teeth thing yeah. not a podcast thing and then um and then I let the bets expire because I every time I like went on to go bet, I was like, I don't understand this or I can't do this. Or like mm-hmm. the bets that it's like asking me to do is like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like never in the world would this bet come through. But every time you log into it, yeah, it asks you if you're fit and able to or like a sound like body mind or something. That's wild. However, however they word it, yeah. they ask you if you're like not intoxicated. Like yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah. this is like this is scary almost because it's now so accessible to people that they can 
sit wherever the hell they are in whatever state that they are like state of being that they're they're in and just piss their money away yeah where like i have buddies growing up and still to this day and cooper have buddies that would wake up every morning go to the corner store and run their pro lines and then mm-hmm. then start their day now yeah, like exactly. those people are just fucked right so it's it's scary it's i'm with yeah. you chris i'll uh, i'll sign i'll sign back on when the betting's all done yeah well even so i saw i think it was yesterday like andrew walker former sportsnet guy launched a podcast and he had like yeah. his pr- he had this like promo video and of course he's just jumping on like the fantasy betting bandwagon like yeah, all the yeah. most popular sports podcasts are either like super mainstream like sports podcasts or fancier betting um and i think he's like sp- whatever um but basically like he was saying in the promos like oh like it's not just enough to cheer on your team or whatever, but like be like cheer on your bet or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, dude, come yeah. on. Like that's, that's ter- I don't know. I'm probably paraphrasing it poorly, but like it was something like that where it was like about like finding joy and cheering on your bet. Like, and I was like, I don't want to like, that's wild. Like, yeah. Thank, thank God. We're, thank God. We're just the, like a sports podcast. Yeah. Um, but I, I, fi- I feel like we're we're like bordering into territory of like us being branded as the broke boys podcast. I mean, we're yeah. like, yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't bet. We wouldn't bet. We, <laughs> yeah. we don't got the money guess, to bet. <laughs> I feel I feel like, um, you know, there like I think for me personally, I, I get the idea that like there's this like almost like incent, not even well. Oh yeah, there is an incentive obviously to win. Um, and of course, some of these payouts are like considerable and and whatever. But like I don't want to be made to feel like me just being a sports fan isn't enough unless yeah. I'm betting money, right? Yeah. Oh, and I absolutely. feel like the way that it's coming across, and I could be totally wrong here, guys, but I'm sure there's other people that feel this way. Like to your point, Thomas, I want to be able to listen to a podcast or listen to like a segment of a, of a radio show, you know, a TSN sports, that like whatever, it doesn't matter without there being like a 20 minute, like betting thing. Well, right? like, yeah. I just like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not interested in that shit. And I, you know, there's probably people out there that are like, Hey, well, if you don't like it, then don't listen to it. Turn it off, whatever. But it's, it's everything it's, now. It is impossible. It's fucking shoved down your throat. Like I can't even watch a Leaf game without fucking Matthew Barnaby being like, "Hey, this is why I bet it bet three six five. Yeah, but not like, even yeah. not even specific. Like it's it's not even just the specific companies or ads. Like you could kind of tune out ads like as mu- as best as you can because we've just been accustomed to it. But it's like it's yeah. those media people talking about the game and be like, "Well, the money lines this and like and yeah, having exactly. it like as part of the analysis." Like I was. So I was on Twitter the other day and like, um, and the Chicago White Sox has a deal with FanDuel that yeah, okay. every time they tweet out their lineup, you know, like that graphic about just their lineup who's starting whatever, like just an hour before the game, they tweet it out and they have to tweet out the money line and like they're over under on runs and stuff. And yeah. so it's like, it's part of like just announcing who's playing today. It's like, well, here's your FanDuel sponsored, like, Here's the money line. Here's the over under. Like, here's the odds. Like, imagine being that. Like, I feel like it should be separate from the teams it, it themselves. Like, that's like the yes. bottom line of things. Like, I don't think, right. like, imagine if the Leafs would tweet out, be like, well, we're over under, like, come playoff time. And they're like, oh, yeah. well, like, well, we're the bet, the betting's to on us to lose or whatever. Like, like just yeah. like imagine a team tweeting out, like, I, I want my, I want my, uh propaganda to be from my team accounts i want them to all be like well we're the best team in the world or whatever like i don't want it to be like associated with betting or like have it so (laughs) ingrained into the team and like and it's seriously every every mainstream like like people that i would follow their like analysis for like and enjoyed listening to their shows and whatever it's like now it's just all like at at the beginning of the season and like i think it was the beginning of this year it's just all like Oh, what's the money line? What's like, oh, well, let's do our over under on Matthew's shots. Like, I think that's my bet. Like, they have a full segment yeah. on like what's your bets for tonight. Like, it just right. seems like such like a like sure, it's like it, it can it can make you money or whatever, but it's also like you could probably be 
like I could probably say like, oh, I think I did like one one day of like someone asked me about a bet and I was like over under on shots and I was like, oh, well, Jason Robertson's really good. Like, and they're facing, I think it was the Blackhawks or something. Well, like the Blackhawks have the worst defense. So like over under four and a half shots. I'm like, that's kind of risky, but sure. Go over. Cause they're bad. Right. And like, yeah. that's just like off the top of my head. But imagine if I was like on a real radio show and I said that, and then like the guy, and then the, someone lost a bunch of money. Like I'd feel yeah. so shit. Like it's just, yeah. It's just so and weird, even, like that's like so connected right now. And even like you know how like prop bets were like a pretty big thing for a while, and I mean they obviously still are. Like, and they were like kind of fun, you know what I mean? Like, I I, I kind of have time for that. But the problem is, is that you know it it's for me at least kind of stopped being fun when, to your point, Thomas, it's ingrained into the broadcast, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's. Uh, is it TSN Edge that's like the part of their yeah. of their organization? I, I know, I like know people that and shit. people that I went to school at Centennial work for them now. Like that's yeah, like, it's it's a it, it's not okay. Sorry to like to derail it too, but that's no, also, you're good. You're good. That's also part of the point. Like where if you're coming into sports, like if I went, I did that program now, and it's it started like I was oh, yeah. surprised by how many people were into fantasy because fantasy is basically a gateway to betting because it's like to prove your right. knowledge of the sport, um, right? Like I was surprised by how many like students, like fellow like peers were super into fantasy. Like it was all they talk about. And like they wrote for fantasy blogs. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, yeah, it's just like, and then obviously all of them, all of them now are into betting. So if you're coming into the industry now, like wanting to be a sports media person, you better know how to talk about betting. And that's just like, yeah. so I, I hate that. That's true. It's just so bad. Yeah. And the same people, and I, I guarantee this is a thing, the same people who are, who are like, you know, all up in arms and bitching and whining about, you know, uh, companies uh, that are that are paying as advertisers to be logos on a jersey or logos on a helmet and the people talking about, you know, the, the sanctity of the game and all the shit. I don't want to hear from them when, you know, you've already got teams doing it. Pittsburgh, I, I believe, was one of the first teams, the Penguins, to have a logo on their jersey for next season. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about any of that shit when every, you know, second point that you're making on a broadcast is, 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 you know, how the, how the betting is going to shake up and who you'd, who you'd want for this. And what do you want for that? And what are the odds on this? And, you know, who's the pick them for tonight? Like, I don't want to hear any of that shit because I can tell you confidently, I know more about hockey than all of those people. And I don't need to have this shit shoved down my throat and be, you know, looked at as less of a fan because I'm not sitting with my phone in my lap. I'm actually watching the game. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know. <clears throat> this shit, as you guys can tell, is something that's been really bothering me lately. Um, <laughs> well, and like, especially, but, uh, I don't know. When we're like complaining about the broadcast too, and like um, before all the betting, we'd be like, oh, well, we want more like actual analysis from people like, you see what basketball does and they like show clips and like they're able to talk yeah. about matchups and like, and more like in-depth kind of tactic stuff. Like, Oh, here's, here's Nick nurse running out the box and one and stuff. Right. But like, and, and hockey's so dumbed down of like, Oh, here's a ru- on rush chance. Like, well, how did they get there? Oh, the guy, the, the F3 pulled up too hard and whatever. Like it, right. it'd be, it'd be interesting to do that. Like we'd want that. And I feel like people would be more invested in the sport that way. And then now it's even dumbed down even more. Like, I don't, right. I don't like, it's just, and it's just like gone, like total, just like checkmarked and whatever stamped. Yeah, on. Well, and then you've got, you've got those same people. Um, and I promise this will be my last point. We can move yeah. on, yeah. but you got the same Neanderthals on Twitter getting all worked up hot and bothered about Leah Hextall yesterday or the day oh before God, that. Yeah. And it's like, you guys asked for this shit. You literally asked for there to be, personality and i want to see personality from the players and whatever whether you like her question or not i get what she was trying to do yes maybe it wasn't executed as well as i you know if we were to ask her if she liked the way it was executed i'm sure she'd have some thoughts around how she'd do it differently but it's the same neanderthals who want to watch their their sport like basically be taken over by sports betting and listen sports betting is not new I know it's a bit newer to us because to your point, Carter, I knew one guy my entire life who was a consistent pro line guy. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. Craig, 
And he only really ever did it for football, right? So like, this isn't a new concept. What I'm trying to say is, is that you can't say that you want more personality. You want this, you want that, but then not understand the the other side of the coin. And I, I hope that makes sense. But, you know, I'll say another quick thing here. If I watch a TNT or an ESPN broadcast, um, I believe that that is a better product right now than what than what Sportsnet and TSN are putting out. Yeah. Because there is so much less of that. It's more about personality. It's putting the superstars as, at the front of the game. You, you know, it helps that you've got Wayne Gretzky and Paul Bissonette and people that are quite captivating on TV. That's not to say mm-hmm. that the TSN or Sportsnet people aren't captivating, but like, come on, like we're looking at two broadcasts that are night and day. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, to be completely honest, I'm so, I feel like I'm so far removed from like what this, what the hockey and sports world is right now. I don't even watch the, like the, uh, like the intermissions or the, mm-hmm. like the, the mid game shows anymore. The like, I literally change the channel or I go to another game and, or I go to something that's on. I can't, I can't watch anything anymore. I, I, to your point, Chris, everything that I'm like, I try and watch is like completely unwatchable, unrelatable. Um, and it's so far from like the, like the, like the, the fandom and the, like the broadcasting that I'm, that I used to, and that I know, right. Like, I I feel like an outsider again. (laughs) And so I don't really have an opinion on like which broadcast is better because I literally can't even, I don't even watch them, like to be fully honest. Like I, I'll read things and then I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll just channel hop when, whenever there's intermissions or or things like that going on. I think I'm just grumpy because the regular (laughs) season's too long. Yeah. And we should be in playoffs. Maybe that's because this is the time of year. I bet if we went back a couple of years, this is the time of year where I'm the most irritable about things. And <laughs> I think it's just because the regular season's too long. So I'm sorry for yelling, Thomas. Yeah. Well, usually, like also this time of year, the playoffs have already started. Like it's so right. delayed. Yeah, it's true. so like usually NBA playoffs are like a week, a week and a half after the NHL starts. So now yeah. it's like two full weeks, maybe I think, um, right after the NBA. So it's like a month delayed almost. But uh, yeah, so like the weather's getting better. We're we should be in like the second round right now, probably. And then we're like we could see an end to the tunnel, but we still have like yeah. five games remaining of this regular season. We start playoffs May second. The Stanley Cup's yeah. probably going to be awarded what like late June, and yeah, then yeah. Maybe, <laughs> and like it's so like, yeah. it's like oh cool I don't have a summer um but yeah like <laughs> it's just uh I don't know it's just with the broadcast stuff like I do feel like the American national um broadcast companies like made more of an effort to make it more like NBA NFL MLB style like especially with the stars things like you're pointing out like I was watching a wild TNA TNT broadcast and uh and yeah like Kaprizov was like being praised about all this stuff like they're trying to more like talk about Kaprizov if there's a wild game on like Sportsnet or whatever like they wouldn't like they would not care and talk about Kaprizov enough or or they would just mention like oh he won the Calder last year he's like playing in Minnesota he's really good like right like TNT stuff is more like like you see Rick talk like breaking down some of his game or whatever like it's um, actual analysis, yeah. in my opinion. Because there are people who have been there, right? And like as soon and, and I know I'm literally blocked by Paul Bizonette on Twitter, but and um <laughs> and like I'd obviously like he's not a very personable person. Um, well, like to to people like me or whatever, but like he does like to the average fan, like he's hilarious. Like he shows some right. of that, like and he could communicate to players like differently. Like you cannot yeah. as much as you hate him. And you can like just dislike him and dislike the podcast and everything, but you cannot deny that like players just open up around him. Like him, yeah. I think mm-hmm. the other the other night I was watching the Ducks broadcast. This might have been a couple months ago, honestly, but he was talking to Trevor Zegers on like the intermission. And like Zegers is just like one of those players that also shows personality actually yeah. at like intermission interviews, which is like is very rare. Um yeah. And yeah, and he was like shooting the shit with him, and it was like hilarious. It was good. Of course, you're gonna open up like 
of course they're going to open up to like other hockey players because to Chris's yeah. point, you have guys that have been there, right? So they they understand what goes into the life that they're living, right? And there's there's like a shared experience, and they come from the same walk of life, whether whether or not there's a ten year gap, twenty year gap, whatever. Like even when even when Matthews like broke Vive's record, like and Vive reached out, reached out to Matthews and stuff like that. Like there's always going to be like more of a like a mutual under I don't want to say respect but mutual understanding between yeah. those who have played and those who haven't played so it it like to your point Thomas yeah like of course it's going to be more compelling dialogue because they're always like if you look at Cole Yakovo or uh Marty Biron or like any of these guys that are um like on on the panels like players love talking to them way more mm-hmm. Or even Bieksa, like players. Yeah, Bieksa. Bieksa. I I love Bieksa. Like players He's love the talking best. to them. He's done a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to hate him, but then I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this guy was like, I didn't hate him when he played. I I I like hated him as a broadcaster at first when he was getting into it, but mm. you realize he was just yeah. like he was just getting his feet wet, He's... like learning who he was and yeah. his role and everything. But yeah, I, I I completely agree that like people may shit on Bisonette and everything like that for. Like just yeah. being a, a meathead, but yeah, players are going to open up to him and he knows what exactly it takes to be at that level and what to get out of those players, like in discussing shared experience. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, you know, you get guys like, um, yeah, Bieksa, I think is amazing. I think Kelly Rudy is usually really insightful. Um, yeah. And that's not to say that like, you know, the people that are not, um you know former players are bad or something it's just they you know to your point carter there's there's this like shared commonality that they have and you you know to me at least it feels like their guards are down quite a bit more yeah you know they're probably not going to ask questions that they themselves wouldn't answer when they had been players like you know there's there's varying degrees of what that looks like but um thomas do you want to uh go through our agenda that we definitely planned and make sure that we can, you know, move topics uh, seamlessly. Maybe we should talk about, well, uh, I was yeah, actually going to, I was thinking about, uh, what if you do, this is a playoff preview because the playoffs start May 2nd. Yeah. So yeah. That's next like two Mondays from now, but we probably say, won't yeah, record, have my bracket tracker up right now. We probably won't record two episodes there. So we could do like the Eastern conference now. And then next week we could t- continue talk shit and then do the west i love it right yeah. when you are we just ha- we have to record next week or else we're fucked yeah exactly <laughs> we have, it forced- we, we, we'll have a forever one part of a two-parter that never yeah. got finished <laughs> yeah and, and like the i i think the i think the east is more decided i don't know if the matchups are decided let me see here um i think no, it's not, pretty locked no, not in really. like, like well washington pittsburgh and boston are all tied with 99 points oh, okay and then, like, Tampa, Toronto is pretty much decided. Mm-hmm. Although Boston's just three points behind, but still five points to play. It's, like, right now, are you guys looking off the ESPN one? No, NHL, just standings. Okay. Oh, here, ESPN I, could do, like, has, I could do the odds. Where's fucking Dom? Like, ESPN has their, like, their as-it-stands-today tracker. Why don't we go by that? Yeah, yeah I, I know what the, the matches are be, but I know that like fuck the I think Micah might have like odds of series, yeah. like who's gonna play against who, probably. Yeah. Let me just like, well, like we know we know who's in the playoffs for the East. Like there's no one there's like everyone who has like everyone who can be eliminated is eliminated, and everyone who's made it has made it in the East. Yeah, I was just thinking more like uh not teams of like how far they'll go, but first round matchups. Oh, okay. What the fuck are you doing? I'm at the grocery store. (laughs) No, I'm at Shoppers Drug Mart. (laughs) Sorry, boys. It's that time of the podcast. Uh, I I'm here on a secret mission. Secret mission from my wife. Oh, my internet connection's unstable. Cool. The weather is bad outside. Your guys probably (laughs) taking a fiver. I'm in the basement too. That doesn't help. 
Um, um, I'm going to mute myself uh, in a couple okay. of seconds here, but you guys get started. Okay. Okay. While well, we spin our wheels here, I'm going to just go ahead and say, as it stands today, we have Florida, Washington, Toronto, Tampa, Carolina, oh, Boston, yeah. uh, and then Rangers oh. and Pens in the East. And so that's how they stand today. Um, and then, like Thomas said, we have 99 points tied between the Pens, the Bruins. Uh, and the Capitals. Yeah. And so let's these, just do uh, as it stands because it'll be it'll be pretty even, and we'll mention like who could possibly play. Like if if Washington moves yeah. up, then it could be Washington Rangers. Did, did you not just... listen to a word I said? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, was like, I was logging into. Holy my shit! I just went through a whole rant setting us up for huh? as it stands. <laughs> oh whatever. Jeez, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> okay, I so. <laughs> again as it stands we my have internet connection is unstable sorry i can't hear you <laughs> we have florida washington toronto tampa carolina boston rangers pittsburgh um and then tied with 99 points are pittsburgh boston and washington so those uh those three are um <clears throat> those three likely will change um leading up to these uh to the end of these last five games yeah, like, could you see Boston overtaking Tampa? I kind of want them to. I want them to, but fuck the Leafs. No matter what way they slice it or dice it, <laughs> are up against the yeah, are up against the boogeyman for round one. Yeah, and can you, I know. Did you see the win streak on Florida right now? Sorry, I'm on the NHL standings. Guess how many wins they've won in a row. Don't look. Uh, is it over ten? Yeah, it's twelve wins. Oh fuck! Jesus I was gonna Christ. say eleven. That's crazy. They're they're yeah, in the yeah. presence trophy right now. I, I thought the Avs ran away with the presence trophy. They've lost three in a row though. The Avs. Yeah. Oh wow. They're up. They're up two points in the Avs. Yeah. That's crazy. wow. Panthers, man. Well, I, let's I still don't. About, I still uh, don't like them. I think. I think Toronto. If Toronto and Panthers are in the second round, I think Toronto beats them. Yeah. But, well, t- Toronto has a hill to climb. Like yeah, it's, exactly. so. Let's talk about. Let's. Okay. That's should we? Round. Should we? Should we get Toronto <laughs> out of the way <laughs> while we're? Like I feel like maybe we'll we'll... maybe when Chris is here, he's yeah okay. Um, well, let's start let's... with that. Let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the Rangers in Pittsburgh. That's the bottom. Okay. Well, uh... that's the bottom of my list right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rangers Pittsburgh. Uh, man, that'd be interesting. It, it all depends, I think, on goaltending, honestly. And yeah. Like you could say that about any series, but um, oh my god, the Rangers are also tied with Carolina at the top the metro man there's still too yeah, many. yeah i think that's true like but like, yeah i don't know like it like tristan jari's been playing like crazy like they've been leaning on him so much like yeah. he's been like you'd think that he'd be getting some rest but they're obviously in a race for for standings right so it's um mm-hmm. i think it's like the, i don't know yeah i think it's the rangers series to lose honestly because they have the better goaltender but then they also like so at the beginning of the season, probably in like halfway, like the first half, Rangers were basically earning wins just because of uh, Shosturkin and their power yeah. play. They were like yeah. one of the worst five-on-five teams in the league, but they were just like getting these wins because of like just really being excellent at like those two things that could just earn you wins. Um, yeah. But then they turned around their five-on-five play. I think, let me see yeah. here, but like it's... it's well, uh, that- yeah, it's actually been way, way better. And I think their season total might now be above the average, but it's still, yeah, like, let me see here. Like, I, I think Tristan Jari is going to be tired by the time they get to the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Well, he's already tired. Like, it's, they're, they're leaning he's coming on off his, He's coming off of injury too, right? Yeah. That's what so, I mean. Like, they're leaning on him way too much for this, um, like, for this run that they're trying to do. And I if it's it's a whole like it comes down to like the playing checkers not chess thing right like it's if you look at like so shesterkin will have he'll have a bit more rest than jari will have and so he'll a bit like my mind is he's going to be a bit more alert and prepared for this Mm -hmm. and then new york is just like they have like surprisingly four lines of guys that can play hockey and like unexpected pieces that Pittsburgh is going to have to watch and play chess against, whereas Pittsburgh has far fewer pieces in my mind 
that are as surprising or sneaky as New York's pieces. So like you have to watch your like you have to watch your your Crosby's, your Malkins, your Guns, your Gunsos, your Rodriguez, and like that's pretty much it on Pittsburgh. If you can shut those like Brian four Rice. four pieces, yeah, Rice but still, if you like, yeah, yeah I I see what I, you mean. Those, though those four like the top of my mind that like you have to shut down. And if New York can like shift their focus on shutting them down, tire Tristan Jari out and tire the rest of the Penguins out by shutting those guys down. Like the, they're going to have four lines to run and a goalie that's more alert. So I, I feel like it's like you said, it's New York's series to lose. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Pittsburgh like Penguins are just so weird that they could surprise out of nowhere though. Like, you know, they have that talent that can just like, yeah. sway a series anyway. Like if you look at their blue, like it's very just like, underrated guys like Mike Matheson yeah. has played kind of well this season like after kind of bad last season and then yeah. Dumoulin Latang, obviously and then like Marcus Pedersen yeah. and Marino is your third pairing like it's pretty damn good like Marino has like been such a weird player this year but he's like really really good at getting the puck out of the zone and being able to like move yeah. it up the ice a little bit, even though that's a, as cliche I, I as think it Pittsburgh's is. gonna over index on ice time for Dumoulin and Latang, and it's just gonna be like I th- yeah, yeah. I think, but you don't like. Could you see New York not doing that with Adam Fox? Like they're gonna ha- run Fox out there for like ha- half the game. Yeah, but like when Dumoulin Tang are like your guy, like that's what yeah. I mean though. Like there's yeah. there's a lot there's a lot more pieces that can that can fill gaps in New York in my mind. Like I think mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is a talented team, and I I'm like more of a Pittsburgh fan than a, like I enjoy watching Pittsburgh more than I like watching the Rangers like historically. But I think. Um, yeah, I think they're going to over-index on a few things. Like Jari's going to be tired. That deep pairing is going to be tired. And those, those top four pieces are going to be tired. And it's going to be a tough climb over New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. I think, yeah, Pittsburgh is funny in the sense that, you know, to like what you said, Thomas, like they could surprise people. I mean, they've done it before. Um, yeah, goaltending is a little nerve-wracking for me. But although as good as Shesterkin's been, like he's, you know, he's prone like any goalie to give up a couple bad goals and you know if if you know for some reason Pittsburgh's able to shut it down defensively you know that'll be be interesting to see I'm, I'm also like curious like from a trade deadline acquisition um you know you look at what you know New York did and kind of really shoring up their depth like I think their depth is quite a bit better than than Pittsburgh's you know, you wonder if a guy like Ricard Raquel, you know, in a contract year is able to have, um, you know, a situation where he just shows up in playoffs, like he is a goal scorer. That's what they needed from him. And I think that that's what they'll need for him in this series as well. Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, it's, it, that's probably one of the more, more even series. Yeah. Um, Could really go either way, but I still think yeah. New York takes it. Yeah. Okay. What's next on your list, Carter? Uh, Carolina and Boston. <clears throat> yeah. Um, man. This is yeah. a hard one. This is tough because, yeah, like you don't – I haven't watched a lot of the Hurricanes this year um, just because, I don't know, I just – That, that, that like 4XL jersey has been collecting dust in your closet. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I have it over top of my my awesome – Your king, king size but... mattress? yeah it's the blanket that visitors come sleep on Um, yeah no i have it like draped over my um oh what's it like real like fight strap matthews jersey um (laughs) to protect in the closet i love it um yeah no it's it's gonna be a like carolina has been exciting i've i've admittedly yeah. watch them just because like i wanted to see what cock and how cock and yummy would do and you have like i'm a huge stall fan so jordan stall the stall family so i i like watching wherever the stalls play hockey and then they added domi as well which like i'm not a huge domi fan but he's a great pickup for depth for for uh their playoff run um they're just like it sucks having a uh, freddie out for them right now like it's mm-hmm. Like they really only have Ranta to lean on and like their blue line with like D'Angelo and Pesci and things like that. Like they're great, but Boston's just 
Boston continues to be the boogeyman for like, like when you have like Riley and McAvoy and, and Brandon Carlo and, yeah. and then, and then you have like, Grizzlick. you're up front. Yeah. And then like, you have like, like that top line, Marshawn, Bergeron, DeBrusque, then Hall, Halla and Smith. And then like that third, like just grinder line, like with Coyle in the center. And then looking at their last time with Lazar and Felino, like it's, and no sec, like it's crazy. Like it's, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kick the shit out of teams because it is a different game in the playoffs, right? Yeah, and yeah. I do feel like, like their goaltending, to your point, Carter, is uh, Boston's goaltending. I think is better than Carolina's, if not for the fact that Carolina's got two injury-prone goalies, and yeah. uh, you know, as a recovering Freddie Anderson fan, this guy can't get it done in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So yes, his defense is better than what he was working with in Toronto, but um, yeah, that's that's still a big concern, right? Uh, and Rant oh, has basically made it a glass. So anyway, sorry <laughs> to cut you off, brother. No, no, I that's exactly it. Like it's it's going to come down to goaltending because like Boston will beat the piss out of Carolina, um, yeah. and if Carolina can keep it out of the net, they I feel like they have they have those those sneaky goal scorers that are going to put the puck in the net. But yeah. Boston's just gonna beat the shit out of them. I think like they they have such like strong lines. Yeah, I think this is like we're talking about the two teams that have been in the top five of like every defensive stat this season. Yeah, so it's gonna be just a slugfest, and like I feel like a power play here, power play there. Marchand heats up. Uh, Aho heats up. Like it's just gonna be so close. It'll be I think decided by like one goal games the whole way. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be really tough to see either team come out. Like, we just talked about how the other series is very even. But, man, like, these two teams are so good defensively that it'll just basically matter on very last-minute, like, gutsy plays, overtimes. Like, it. yeah, I don't know who to pick with this one because I really like the Boston's team makeup and just, like, how they're playing and – their goaltending is kind of iffy with Swayman and Allmark. Like you don't know who they're going to kind of go yeah. with, honestly, but yeah, like they're good enough defensively that they could have either of them. And yeah, they just played so well above all expectations. Like the Bruins are just right there with everything. Yeah. Um, I yeah. foresee a situation where um, Tim Thomas comes down from the Raptors, yeah. a la Sting. <laughs> and, um, Beats the hell out of him with a bat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I foresee things shaking out. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be quick and short here before we move on to the next one. But yeah, I think I think Boston's got it. Um, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of bullshit in the news lately about Carolina not having like a true superstar. And to people who think that, um, like Exhibit A, Sebastian Ahu, uh, Ahu, Ahu. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I still I still think Boston takes it. That's that's my prediction. Yeah. And but Barry Boy Andre special. Who the fuck is, yeah, who's saying that they don't have a superstar? <laughs> what fucking yahoos that don't watch the sport are saying this? Seth Jarvis. Holy fuck, he's so good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, I can sway either way. Like I'll be swishing, I'll be like like going back and forth basically right up until like every single yeah. game, honestly. Chris, who who said that they don't have a superstar? Are we allowed to out them or no? He's muted right now. Oh, he's muted. <laughs> probably Fuck. someone. What a, probably someone that was betting against them or something. He's just pissed. Yeah, off. what a brutal fucking take. Um, Never. Whoever whoever read that or whoever wrote that, yeah. people don't read them. They don't know hockey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, is next on your list Toronto and Tampa? Do you want to do you want to say that one until the end? Till sure, we'll off do that mute. for uh, Chris um, and Boy. Um, so what is it? Florida, Florida and Washington, Washington, man, Florida's going to run them over. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the, like, I don't like, I'd really like, I don't know if Florida, like teams might be able to figure out Florida because they play so much on the rush and they could just play a trap game, but Washington is not the team to play a trap game. Like if no. they're up against well, Boston, like if it was Florida, Boston, the first round would be like, okay, like Boston actually has a really good chance. Um, well, but yeah, like Florida has been able to run away in the regular season and it's basically all offense all the time. Blue Liners that could just basically run it up to their forwards. Like, I don't know. I don't well, even know if any of their... same game. 
what then like Washington, Washington, and and Florida are like literally like carbon cop. Yeah, Washington, like Florida has just done it better. I feel like yeah, um, oh exactly. But that's what I mean. Like let me, they're... man, yeah, like so. Point proven, I guess, is that they just <laughs> their their points leaders is kind of funny to look at because usually you see like some defensemen in the in the mix, like especially with very high offensive teams, like you'll see John yeah. Carlson for the like, Caps or whatever. Adam Fox, obviously, like basically leading the like over indexing on like, assists and everything. Yeah, you'll see, you'll see, like okay, they're playing a five, a five skater t- team. Florida is basically like defenseman's job is to get the puck up the ice to the forwards, and then they <laughs> will play with it. Like I think yeah. after Ekblad, um, who has fifty-seven points in sixty-one games this year, it is Mackenzie Weger with forty-three in seventy-seven, and then Forsling and Montour, and it's like all of them are right there, but like. And that is, and M- Mackenzie Weger is 10th in scoring. Like wow. Mason Marchman has more points. Mason Marchman has 44 points in 52 games. That's kind of wild. But like, it's basically like, they're just all playing with each other at the top and it's all fairly evenly spread out. Like you see like Carter Verhage's averaging 16 points, declares fit or sorry, 16 minutes, declares at 15, Reinhardt 17. And then you have like Hubert and Barkov playing 20, but it's all like, just like, evenly spaced out they could all play with each other um and it's all just like right up at the top right in your face kind of thing like and especially with Giroux added i think it just adds another yeah what a good pickup of that like and he has he has 17 points and like only two goals but he's also shooting at 4.9 percent like that he'll it'll bounce back and Giroux like in the playoffs is just another animal like i i know i talked about the Panthers, like how the leafs might be able to beat them but man like just looking at this it's kind of like I really hope their strategy does work out in the end and like kind of shows that you could just be super offensive and like not worry about having the best blue liners as long as they have one skill and that is to get the puck up to the forwards. And then you yeah. worry about that later. Like it's oh, for sure. And I don't and, even know like if, if Ekblad's slated to be come back or anything, but man, like, and like Sherat is a great playoff defenseman. I know you're not a big Sherat fan, but he's, <laughs> He's going to be someone that's going to be a presence for them, like through the playoffs. Like it's, he, it's... he's, yeah. Like last year, I I watched enough Fabs games that like he was making making a difference. He had a very good run. Oh, your internet, in a... Thomas. Oh no. Hello. Hello. There you go. I can hear you now. Okay. Um. Oh, Chris just dropped on the call. Uh. Yeah. Like I, I watched enough Habs games last year to know that like he played a really really important role on that team and like and this regular yeah. season has been shit but also like the halves have been shit so i don't even know what his numbers are since coming to, going to Florida, oh he's but... he his his numbers since return like from return are like in like much better than than montreal but he's yeah. going to be it also just helps to have someone who's been there before right like it's when we talk about like like the mentality of like playing and like Mm-hmm. being there before like it's it, that presence and that like that poise helps in the room right and like I th- yeah i think it's going to be florida oh for God. sure the only thing what sorry i just saw his numbers since moving to florida right right yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's like not to dull it down with stats but uh according to evolving hockey it's about like 60 percent um shots attempts for 60.5 percent expected goals for like it's just like yeah. and like the actual goals is fairly even like when he's on the ice it'll be fairly even but like man like he's just getting he's getting all the advantage over the team when like compared to this year in montreal it was around like 40s yeah he's been great like he his first game back like first game in florida was against montreal and i think he got a goal and an assist like he started it off strong right yeah and like it's the only thing I can like see being something crazy is that like you have Vanacek and Samsonov, like in like you have two yeah. you have two starting goalies in Washington, but I don't think I think with the style of game that they both play, Florida is going to come out on top. Yeah, it, yeah, I think Florida will just run them over. Honestly, like I said. unless unless there's the OV factor, that's really the only thing you have to consider <laughs> is the OV factor. Like that's yeah. the that's the hardest stat to to track, right? Yeah, and also, so I'm just reading, trying to catch up with 
the latest Aaron Ekblad news, but this is back from like in a month ago. But they said he there's a possibility of him returning in the playoffs. I don't know oh, if wow. that's the first round or anything, but yeah. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, basically. I'm not saying anything. Like he's coming that. back. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you have the, he's you have the, you have the insider Barry knowledge. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I he's, this was... is two days ago. He's re- he's already returned to activity and has been skating. There yeah, I, I just feel like he's the type of guy that would grind it out. You know, and I know that happens a lot. Players will play through injuries and the injury that he had and sustained was not a pretty looking one. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, he's the staple at the back end, right? And I'm sorry, I was having a bit of an issue connecting back onto the call. So my apologies, but agree with what you guys are saying about Florida. And yeah, the big thing for me would be just the OB factor, right? If yeah. he's able to light it up and, you know, they can get some support from Oshie and Kuznetsov and, mm-hmm. you know, if Samsonov or, or Vanacek is able to make a save, then I think that's they'll be I mean. okay. They have those two, that, they have two starters. That's the only, that's the two starters in the OV factor. Are my only things going for me in, uh, in Washington. This could be just me as the tired, scared Leafs fan. But like we saw the number one team get knocked off in the first round a few years ago when Columbus did it to Tampa. So yeah. <clears throat> it's unlikely to happen, but what an upset it would be if they had this, you know, incredible, you know, um, like record-breaking career uh, or record-breaking career season uh, throughout their career um, for them to, to you know, not go all the way, I think uh, would be super disappointing for Cats fans. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it all works out. Yeah. And, you know, they're able to, you know, break, break the curse, get the rats thrown back onto the ice. We got Scott Mellonby ascending or descending from the rafters with uh, with uh, Scotty Barnes. Is that his name or is that the basketball player? That's the basketball. <laughs> no, well, Scotty Barnes. No, uh, Barnes. He used to play for Florida. What's his first name? It's not Scotty Barnes. That's the basketball player. Yeah, Drew Barnes. Stu Barnes. Stu Barnes. Stu Barnes. Barnes. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh yeah. John oh, Van Beesbrook shows up. Stu Barnes, yeah, we're the captain, Buffalo Sabres, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Sorry, I just had a bit of a brain fart there. Um, boys, I'm going to probably have to drop off here in a couple of minutes. Okay, let's go like, Leafs. Probably let's talk Leafs Tampa then. Let's talk Leafs quick. Leafs Tampa. Okay. Chris, you go, I'll, and we'll talk. I'll go first. Um, so I think for me, if uh, Jack Campbell can stand on his head, I think, you know, they they – will look good. The other game or the game that they played last against each other was, you know, embarrassing. And, and I really do think that, you know, Toronto has the toughness to match Tampa's toughness. You know what I mean? Like we're seeing guys, you know, Marner getting into scrums and stuff is not, you know, what I expect a superstar player to do. But I think the team understands that if they don't get it done this year, um, and by get it done, I'll leave that open to interpretation. Like, I think we're, they got at least, it's our at year. least round. <laughs> yeah, right? But, like, I think there's a very real possibility that we see a shakeup, right? I know we say that every yeah. year, but this year it feels like it could actually happen uh, because oh, we've just if, gone if, so long. And If it doesn't happen this year, it's going to be a fucking tire fire for the, for the back end of – or, like, just for anybody in the Leafs organization, like, like you said, Chris, there's going to be a shakeup and it's going to be big and bad if they don't make it this year. Like, do you mean the make it, like win a round or win the cup? No, I think uh, even win, like I, if they get I think swept both. or something, it, it's a big problem. Yeah. I think like minimum they need to win a round. I think if they don't win a round Eastern conference finals, honestly. Like, I think yeah, agreed. they at, or at least have a good showing. Like, I think if they beat Tampa and then have a good showing against Florida. Because that'll be likely, um, like, say, take it to six or seven and just, like, Florida not have any, like, just games that are absolutely terrible. Um, then, yeah, then I think it'll be yeah. kind of even, but, and, like, not that many new moves. I'm just, yeah. prepared, I'm just preparing for the worst to console Chris after the first <laughs> yeah, round. Like I, I, like, I, and I was talking to my my big, big boss yesterday. He's like, how are you feeling about the playoffs? Because he was, he was like, <laughs> 
he was like Gila Fleur died do you want the day off and I was like no it's it's okay I've come to terms with it um but... before uh Carter sorry to interrupt but before I drop here guys because I'm gonna have to drop here um obviously devastating to lose both Gila Fleur and Mike Bossy in the same week um so I know you guys will probably touch on it but um all my love in the world to anybody who's going through it with two of those icons from you know incredible franchises you know losing um some pretty important people the islanders have had a really difficult year um you know with with everything that's gone on there with clark gillies as well um but uh just just wanted to send uh my love and condolences to everybody involved um i know it's hard to make you know light and continue on such a heavy topic but uh, i am gonna drop boys um you guys keep it going and uh, remember to bet the over tonight. Am I right? <laughs> can you tell, can you tell the audience what your dad said? I uh, no. I think, <laughs> no. I think that's, that's a between us thing. Um, maybe, maybe when I have a bit more time to like put the fire out that it'll cause. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh my God. Not maybe, right we'll tweet, maybe we'll tweet the photo out with the episode. Yeah uh yeah that's bad please don't just blank out his instagram <laughs> he just yeah. he made he made a comment that i know was so like came from the right place but yeah it came yeah, off yeah. i was like michael please <laughs> so yeah we'll I'm talk about gonna, we do a western conference never yeah. gonna get to do bet three six five sponsorships if this continues anyways yeah. love you guys talk to you soon i'm gonna bye. move to barry Everybody. for the playoffs love it okay bye <laughs> bye Oh my, oh my god. Yeah, I, I want to say it so bad, but in out of respect for Chris. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, we can't <laughs> say it. It's not even that bad. Oh whatever, it's fine. Um anyways, yeah. yeah. No, he he was like he was asking about the playoffs and he was like, he's like, I don't mean to sound like everybody else always, but I think this is our year. <laughs> he's a Leafs fan. He's a Leafs fan. Oh, and I, I like and I was explaining to him, I was like, you know what, like my my best friends are like Leafs fans, like to start, like we're all hockey fans, but like deep down they're Leafs fans. And most of the people in my life are Leafs fans. So like my life is better when the Leafs are better. Right. And then my life, my life is shit when the Habs are doing well (laughs) because the Leafs are doing well, you know what I mean? So it's, um, I, I, I like, I really, really hope, they do well this playoff round like they they really do have all the pieces right and i i feel like they they have the pieces they they have the electricity and they have the Mm -hmm. the burn and i i hope that like with with what they've built this season they can at least win around yeah and i just don't want to see all the takes that will happen if marner matthews has a bad round like if they, yeah. like Matthew, that was last year, right? Like Matthews had yeah. two goals, I think, yeah, in seven games down. or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I just don't want to see that. I think he was still, he's had a crazy enough season that like, I bet it carries on into the first round. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It would suck. Like, I'm not a Matthews fan. Like I don't, uh, he, like I, I don't enjoy like his, his style of play, yeah. but I, it yeah. would suck to have his season eclipsed by a Leafs loss. Exactly. And that's, that's really it. Like you want, you want the best for like this young, like superstar who's against all odds. Like, like I I was looking at the only, the only people that have scored 60 plus goals since the nineties are Stamkos and Ovechkin. Mm -hmm. Like this, this kid's a dynamo. And if he's, if if he can pull this off and then lose in the first round, that would suck so bad for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to see it sucks that it's also against like a very good team. <laughs> like, yeah, see that I'm looking for it. <laughs> like, let me see here. Yeah, if it was like the one to eight seed right now, they'd be playing Boston, but have a possibility of playing Pittsburgh or Washington. Like that would be a nice just like layup. Like, oh, you get to face the Capitals. Like, oh, it'll be a nice story. And then you're probably, like, killing them in four or five games. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it's, I, yeah, it just sucks that it's all in that division and trying to get that wild card stupid stuff. But, like, and I know that's a factor of why we're able to say that they haven't won around since 2004. 
um, yeah. because they've always been paired up against Boston like this. But yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it, I think it's, I know, and like I'll repeat that guy is saying, but I think like it'll, I think this is the year that will happen. Like I don't, yeah. everything just feels better. Like last year, it was very, like, it was just a fluke. Like it was insane to watch. It was kind of like the Columbus year where you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. Like I'm in disbelief. And then, oh, it's Boston. a Cinderella run. Yeah. And then it was just Boston year. And it was like, those are kind of explainable. But like, I think, if you're facing Tampa, like, and you have all your guys and Campbell's back, like, I don't think it's too, like, far to yeah. say that they'll, they could possibly, like, pose a really big threat and have that thing. Like, right in the last, like, just looking now, last 10 games, they're seven, two, and one. Tampa's four, four, and two. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. Like, I know the recent game obviously, like, has its, like, that's scary yeah. all over <laughs> it and stuff and like winning eight one against your like likely first round opponent probably feels good for Tampa, but like there's multiple factors that you have to look into, like goaltending and stuff. But um well that's what I mean. They yeah. they play so they play Tampa, Florida, they played Tampa, play Florida, play Washington, Red Wings, and then Bruins. And so they have like uh other than like <laughs> even the Red thing. Wings, like the Red Wings are like they're a tough hockey team, right? So it's like mm-hmm. they don't have like a good end to their season, you know? And they're also coming up against all of these potential contenders that they're going to have to face, right? And like, it sucks losing 8-1 to the team that you're going to have to come against because that's that's just your dark cloud, no matter mm-hmm. what, going forward, right? And then, and then if you come up against Washington or Boston, like, and you have two losses to them leading up to the end of the season, like it's holy shit. You know what I mean? So they hopefully with Matthews back, he can hit that 60 goal and the team can be buzzing and they can, they can have it. Like tonight's going to be an exciting game against Florida. Like that's the one I think I'm most excited for Mm -hmm. tonight. Um, But it's uh, yeah, I just, I, I want them so badly to do well. And that's coming from a non-Leafs fan. I know. I, I think like, it's almost like you sympathize with them. Like you're, you're like pitying them. You're like, okay, well you could like, you could end it. I don't want to hear anything more. Like you, you've been through enough. Like you could have that one, that one series that like breaks the, however long it's been 18 years. Yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. Well, you, yeah. And it's, you sympathize as well, but it's like, you just want them to do well. Like from yeah. a, from a lover of the game, like this is like, you can't end the season that they've had on a bad note. True. Anyways, um, I'm excited to talk about the Minnesota Wild next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it, okay. dude. We uh, what a good episode! Fun what to be back. What a very solid. We're we're back officially. Um, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're back. I think we've said that like dozens of times. Uh, <laughs> this has been Hosers episode 101. We didn't even do an intro. Oh um, shit! Yeah, we we can't even do hockey numbers anymore. I know. This is terrible. Uh, yeah anyways we'll do uh i don't know what we'll do but yeah so this has been hosers episode 101 um that was your host chris he had to leave this is thomas and the other guys carter um you can follow the podcast at takeoff hosers on twitter um i'm not going to list my own although i changed it now i don't know if you saw oh, wow. no, i'm not no saturday anymore um yeah it's very boring tp williams two underscores at the end Wow, um, end of a dynasty, huh? You know, I just wanted I wanted something basic and I wanted to be yeah pseudo professional, but I might change it anyways. Um <laughs> I was gonna say, are you like did someone buy it and they're like holding it ransom? <laughs> no, I, I I literally do not care about that. I had so I created another account just to keep the username like just in case. Oh, okay, yeah, handle. Yeah. But then I was like, <laughs> I really don't like it anyways. Like, I don't like the fact that I have to explain, like, there's no E or whatever. Like, it's just terrible. Yeah, no salary retain, no E. No E, yet, <laughs> no last E at the end. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> you follow me at TP Williams underscore underscore. Uh, anyways, yeah. Um, follow the podcast, anyways. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye. See you next week, guys. <laughs>